What's up, boys and girls? It is Johnny. Welcome back to the show. How's it going, guys? I am John. So I've been promising a Streamlabs desktop how to download, install, set up, get running, and start streaming using this. And I'm going to do this in several parts. Obviously, this is the how to set it up and get everything ready and create your own unique environment that you're going to stream in uh, so i'm going to cover everything i'm going to talk kind of fast because um, if i don't i'll get sidetracked plus this is going to be very in-depth for how to do everything so hopefully it will help you uh, get everything set up so this is what it looks like when you first download it i'll try to remember to put the download link in the uh, description if i can remember it but Streamlabs.com slash streamlabs slash dash live dash streaming dash software, which seems like a lot, but Streamlabs desktop, this is the one you want. This is a version of OBS, but this is OBS that's more user oriented and friendly and easier to kind of see the basics and general stuff. Now I'm going to assume that you know nothing about this whatsoever, so I'm going to show you everything. Starting from step one, download the software. Click here, get it. There's a Windows version. I don't know if there's a Mac version or what, but there's downloads. You guys figure all that out and use the appropriate download link for your individual computer iOS operating system. Uh, I don't know why I said iOS, but operating system. It's, uh, we had a late night stream last night, so uh, I'm gonna try to stay focused. This is what it looks like when you first install it. You won't see this little thing here where it says uh, beta bucks has subscribed. Um, so you won't see that. Let me test this and make sure that my mouse cursor is working. It looks like it is. Okay, so you guys uh, will see this when you first get in here. You'll want to create an account. I recommend that you log in using your Google account or create the account for Streamlabs desktop using your Google account that you're going to be streaming to because then you can go ahead and give it the permissions just like you did for StreamYard back when you were using StreamYard, I'm assuming for a lot of you guys. So this is the basic what you see when you're um, setting this up from a new install. Now let me explain uh, what this stuff means. Um, this black screen at the top, this black box, is what's going to be broadcast to the public once you hit the go live button or set it up to schedule it or whatever, which I'll cover later. First thing you need to know is there's nothing here now, it's a blank canvas. So we need to have a few scenes. A scene is defined as you can switch back and forth between different scenes within your stream or the video that you're recording for later upload. Um, so what I mean by scenes obviously is maybe one is this camera angle. If you've seen my live stream, you've seen multiple camera angles and chat screens and net shared screens where I share just a browser. Sometimes I'm sharing a folder, but each of those would be defined as a scene. So down here on the bottom left, you see scenes. You got to have one scene in there so it won't let me delete this, uh, you know, default one, so to speak. So I'm going to create my first one and I'm going to call it start. You can call it what you want, but this is a good one for a place to start at. Okay. Now their, their scene called scene, I'm just going to delete it and get it out of here because I only want my scenes set up for my stream. Now I can easily click on this start from a camera screen or whatever screen 
to get back into or switch to that screen immediately. I'll explain further in a minute, but let's start with here. So we've got this blank canvas for our start scene right now. Now on our start scene, we want to be able to set up some background something here. We want to add something. This in the middle is your sources. Your sources are pretty self-explanatory. Each scene has its own set of sources. And for sources, this would be where you add in stuff, like maybe a camera, maybe you want to add in uh, whatever it is. We're going to do an image for now because it's our start scene, i.e. the first scene we're going to start on when we stream to people. I, that's what I'm going to do. Um, you can call it whatever you want. Name is really not all that important, um, but you may want to may want to be something that you have to edit this, the settings up sometimes, so it's good to at least know what they are. So I don't want to have a thousand things called image in there on any one scene because that might get confusing if I wanted to hide a certain image. So we're going to go into here. We're going to go to documents. I already know where mine is. It'll be different for everybody on your own computer. Now I've got a couple of options here. I can add my watermarks, obviously, as a transparent PNG or GIF file, depending on how I've made them. Uh, or I can just add in this JPG, which will be the background. I'm going to add in this one over here because I know that it's what I want. I'm gonna hit OK. Hit done. Now we can see it shows up and it's outside the area, which means it's too big to fit in our selected uh, size. So we're going to just right click. See it's highlighted here and in the sources it's highlighted here, which means it's selected. We're going to right click. We're going to go to transform and we're just going to hit fit to screen. There we go. It's my image is, uh, you know, obviously doesn't fit exactly into this layout here, which is fine. But that's because it is a bigger image. Now, I could choose to zoom in on it by pulling out on these until it was where I wanted and centered. This, this side part won't show the, with the lines on it. It's only going to show what's in the middle here. Of course, if you want to step back in any Windows-based program, Control-Z, Control-Z, you're back to where you wanted it to be. Uh, so if you do go forward one and you hit make a mistake, Streamlabs desktop does work like other Windows-based programs. Just hit Control-Z and it'll step back once. Hit it again, it'll step back again. This will be a, a very handy feature in many programs that you use, so I recommend that you learn that altogether. Let's go down to this cogwheel here and see what size and do our stream settings real quick and our record settings real quick because this will be necessary no matter what. And then we're going to get back in here and I'm going to show you how to add your microphone, your camera, your everything else. So we'll click on settings here. We can see I'm logged in here under my Unchained Man profile. If I was under my Gone With John profile, it would show all of my stuff that I operate my stream in, which would look very confusing to you guys because well, it's in depth, uh, but we'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. So right now I'm on the general stream here, the general tab. We don't have to change anything here. That's pretty much it. Multi-streaming is if you want to add other, um, you know, stream sources like Facebook, Instagram, or anything like that, or whatever, you know. Uh, under stream right here, we can see that it's got me logged in under my other YouTube account for um, Unchained Man. So uh, that's, you know, that'll be you once you're logged in appropriately through your account. You don't have to change any settings there either. Under output, here's where we want to change a couple of things. This is the way I like to run things. It looks like it's still set up on my previous settings, which is fine. 
uh, audio track one quick sync yes I mean it knows what it's doing on the encoder um, let's see the other thing targeted usage I like balanced profile high keyframe interval two some of these yours may not be set up with okay so you may have to change look at yours says something different look at it keyframe level uh, the rate control this is your bit rate is what this is basically saying uh, CBR is is what I recommend constant bit rate that's going to be your best quality down here on this bit rate I like to keep this around six seven thousand when I have really high internet speeds right now my internet's been messing up so I put it at four thousand if you have low internet speed you definitely want to put that around uh, four thousand put your latency at low B frames at two I recommend these settings um, I would tell you I'm not an expert, but I've put a lot of time into learning how to do this. So uh, audio, same thing, sample rate, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to go with the best quality audio. I usually leave it as its standard audio because it, it's good enough. Uh, under video here, this is where we want to change a few things also. Uh, base resolution or canvas. Mine is set to 1920 by 1080 because my laptop is whatever it is, 1440 by, I don't even know, it's, it's 4K, so whatever it is. But this is the canvas is going to be at a 1080, which is what you're seeing as you're operating within it. 1080 is fine. Um, if you have an older laptop, you might, or slower, you might want to run it in 720 at a canvas. Um, this output resolution is what you're going to be streaming out as. It's going to stream out at this. Uh, so that's important to note because uh, when you're streaming, if you don't have good signal, you want to stream at a lower resolution. Bit rate, I usually live uh, the frames, FPS, I leave that about 30. You don't need a 60 frames per second live stream. Uh, that's just not, you know, that's not going to be for you. Now, I am logged in under my other account, so I do not have on my Ultra, which is just a few extra features they offer if you pay for it. So this is what free Streamlabs desktop looks like for you as you install it. So there's nothing fancy going on here other than these couple of little settings that I've changed. We're going to get into hotkeys in a little bit, but that's one thing I do like because you can switch between different scenes with a couple of key presses rather than like coming over here and having to click on the start scene or the camera scene or so. Um, advanced, you know, pretty much this is what you want to, to look for here usually it sets it up based on your your individual uh, computer make sure on your audio that your monitoring device is set to the right thing monitoring means that is if a sound is played as you're streaming you'll hear it through X device if you're hearing it through your laptop speakers and your microphone is by your laptop it's going to create a nasty echo or reverb so you'll want it to be coming through your headset Okay, that's going to play all your desktop sounds and everything else through your headphones instead of through your computer speakers. So that's a very important thing to make sure it is, is in there. Everything else looks like pretty much about the thing, about the same stream delay. I always leave that about 20 seconds. I always leave that about 20 seconds. Um, obviously, you know, you want some delay. You can change that and turn it down so there's less delay, but I don't know why you would want to do that. I really don't. It's better that your people see you a couple of seconds later, just in case. Not that you would, you know, have to kill the stream or anything crazy, but I just leave that like that. Everything else pretty much standard. 
pretty much standard now if you're just going to be recording and not streaming go back up here to output and look under here under recording and you'll see that it's going to exactly where it's supposed to be your recording format should be mp4 it's just easier to work with an mp4 uh, same thing your audio you can make some selections here what bit rate you want etc etc but under recording this will define the path of where it's going to go which I highly recommend that you do set that up make sure you know where your streams are going to um, under here under streaming you can just look down here real quickly make sure everything's set like we talked about you should be good to go on the video tab if you're just going to be recording you might as well put your output at 1080. I wouldn't go high, you know, I just write it 1920 by 1080. That way it will record uh, your video at 1080 instead of 720. It'll take it a little bit longer to upload, but if you don't care about that, that's fine. And it'll give it a bigger, better, more visible quality. That's all the settings you need to know, guys. Nothing else in here too fancy as far as settings is concerned. Let's get back into setting up your, your screen stream whatever uh, before I go any further as far as setting up the rest of these peripherals I'm just going to show you this here this is obviously your mixer you can see right now my microphone is peaking meaning the when I talk at a normal voice it goes up into the red that's going to be uncomfortable for your users so just back it down a little bit so that it's not quite so far into the red that way if you get louder or you say something crazy and I'm talking pretty loud right now uh, no red, no peaking. So now as I talk in like a normal voice, it kind of stays out of the red. We don't end up peaking and it doesn't sound as bad. Now I'm recording this with not, I'm recording this video with a different software than Streamlabs because I can't record Streamlabs and show you how to set it up while it's not set up at all using it. Does that make sense? Probably. So let's dive into this real quick uh, we've got that right on our audio we do see that it is allowing desktop audio also which is good you want your audio to be coming through from your desktop so if you play a video or something like that it picks it up as well uh, one thing I will tell you is on audio you'll always anytime you add a new audio file or anything like that into Streamlab or video file you got to go in here into your mixer just go to properties you'll see that it's got everything listed out in here with drop downs so we see desktop volume and we see microphone and this is good now you'll want to be familiar with this because if you add in like a fart sound or whatever you add in that you're going to put to a key that you can press later on you're going to want to come in for that individual sound and each time you add a sound which i'll show you how to do in a minute it will show up in your mixer automatically just click on the little gear icon of any sound go in and find the new thing you added and make sure it says monitor and output monitor and output because if it just says monitor you're going to hear it through your ears monitoring it but it's not going to output it into the software out into your stream yes so you'll need to do this um, we can see my microphone here monitor off and that is you know Right now, we're going to leave this just the way it is. But desktop audio, obviously, we want it to, we know we want it to output that. So let's get into here real quickly. My microphone is already added in because it's been added, but I'm going to show you how you would add it if you wanted to. 
Next thing, let's we've got this main setup here. Let's say we were gonna go live. We would actually hit the go live button to go live instantly, pretty instantly. I like doing it this way though. Schedule the stream. Go into here to schedule it. Say I wanna stream on today's date. I'm gonna stream it to my platform YouTube that I'm logged in at. I wanna stream it at 11.55 p.m. And I would set that up and I would say test or whatever. Add your description you want. Public, obviously, you want it to be public if you're live streaming. Whatever category your YouTube channel is, mine's entertainment. Therefore, I can talk a gang of shit and not be held to some special because it's all just for kicks and giggles. Right, boys? Right, right? Select your thumbnail, delete the old one, put in a new one, blah, blah, blah. Low level latency. Schedule. And when you schedule it, it automatically will connect to your YouTube. It will automatically show up on your scheduled live streams coming up and then you can edit any other things on the side of YouTube in your YouTube studio, which you should be fairly familiar with. And that would schedule this live stream if I were to do that. I'm gonna cancel that because I'm not really live streaming uh, with this today. I'm just showing you how I would. But if I did schedule it, I would come back at that 11.55 time. I would come in here Click up here and I would be in my software ready to stream whatever I had. And obviously if everything was set up correctly, I would just come and I would hit go live. And when the go live button shows up, I would hit this drop down menu and it would see my previously created events. So the stream we just created in the calendar would show here and I would select the appropriate stream and then it would know that that's what I'm gonna stream to for my planned event. Otherwise, it just creates a new like blank live stream template. So just know that if you go in here to go live at your scheduled time that you've pre-scheduled it, just like I just showed you, and you just hit confirm and go live, well, it's created a new event. But you hit this drop down and you select the previously scheduled event, you're good to go. And then you hit go live when you're ready at the appropriate time. It'll take care of everything else and you'll be here in this scene. Now I like to come over here and be in YouTube on the background in my YouTube, what do you call that thing? Desktop studio so that you can monitor the health of your live stream and all of the other stuff like that. This is going to be very, very beneficial for you as far as um, just kind of setting up and using everything else. That way you can monitor what's happening in the uh, background of YouTube or YouTube chat. Once you've logged in, this will open up here. And once you've connected everything, this will show your chat. Now, I don't chat through this, but I can see what's happening in the chat here. I, will, I chat through the YouTube studio on the live stream. I just make sure that I have the stream muted while I'm in here so that it doesn't add that sound into the desktop, which would then put it out into my live stream where I do not want that sound because it's already going to be, you know what I mean? I'm talking through you through the system. It'll make more sense as you go along. But some of you are probably very familiar with um, muting your YouTube when you go into someone else's panel to speak. It's that kind of thing. So let's say we want to create another, whoops, Let's say we want to create another scene here for our next one. So we're just going to hit the plus button for scene here. And I'm going to call this main camera. Okay. So now we're in our main camera. We see we've got a blank canvas with zero sources here. 
Okay, so what we're going to do is I'm going to click here for source and we're going to add a video capture device. Hit add source. You can title it uh, whatever you want. I'm just going to call it USB because it doesn't matter for me and that's because I can't select my C920 Logitech here because it's obviously filming my beautiful face from here, but I can select the USB camera and any other cameras that you might have available. And then it would use that USB camera, ideally. I'm gonna use GoPro just cause it'll show my image here, which will be a representation of if I had an actual camera plugged in here right now, it would be displaying what the GoPro shows or any other camera. Now, because I'm recording on this, on this other software, it won't show me dual camera in because one camera is currently recording. It gets, it's just, but trust me, this is how you would add a camera in. And under that camera, you can see down here in your source, it's shown up my USB camera and it has options. In that options screen, you can choose to do things. Like if you go to configure camera, it'll give you some configure options where you can control like the brightness etc 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 which will be helpful for a lot of you now it's probably not showing up here right now because i've got the settings up and this gopro isn't plugged in so there's really no configuring that can be done but if it was it would pop up a little box and it would have options like brightness contrast hue those kinds of things of course you can select your device default resolution or you can select the highest resolution of the camera you've plugged in uh, everything else, I just kind of scroll on down here. And when I add my camera, I'm going to add use custom audio device. And then I'm going to select my microphone, which is already selected here. The reason I do that is because I don't want audio from this camera to come through and then have the audio from my good microphone because the camera's audio is going to be shit. You know what I mean? And if I've got two audio sources, there's going to be some echo and it's going to sound horrible. So we don't want to do that. But now we see that my USB camera has been added down here as an audio source also in my sound mixer. I'm just going to click the mute button because I could care less about that audio from that source anyways. Now, because my, cam my microphone is set as the default microphone on my computer, it's already in here and you can hear it picking up me per se. So if I go in here and I go to properties, I can tell what microphone's been assigned. I know exactly what it is. It says default. So I'll just select that I want it on my Yeti anyways. That way I know that it's there. Now at this point, that's when I would hit monitor and output. And now you can hear that it's on. You might even hear it echoing because it's outputting through my speakers. So it's echoing to me right now but I don't know if it's echoing, echoing to you through the other software I'm recording this through. It gets deep. So we're gonna turn this off and you can see we're not monitoring that microphone in this software because that would push it through the desktop audio which is being recorded also by the software that's recording this. You, so you'll understand, but this would be monitor and output if you were setting this up and not recording it with a th different software. You get it.
But now you can see we've got my camera up here. I can select and I can drag and I can make my camera larger. I can make my camera smaller. I can move my camera around however I see fit. Under sources now, if you see, I can go and I can put in, let's say image. And I wanna add this existing source. Now, if I wanted a different image, I would just click this little thing. And then I would name the image, whatever. And then I would hit add source, browse, and find an image that I want to put into this particular setup. I'll just use this one temporarily. Just for the sake of showing you, it's still 1080, so the image size is fine. I don't have to change anything. But you'll notice that my camera is no longer visible because in my sources down here, it's a hierarchy. You should be somewhat familiar with this principle at this point. Um, the image is on top. If I move the USB by dragging it up, to the top of the list now my camera is visible so if I select the USB it selects that camera at which point I can move it around and I can do whatever I want to otherwise if I have this and I go try to move my camera it only moves my image which fucks me up hit control Z and it goes back one step so uh, now we've got this in and I've got this image here in the background and then I've got my camera added in now, this is where you would come through and you would say, okay, well, I want to add other things like a media file, um, whatever the case is. Usually, I don't add in media files into here unless it's going to be like a sound clip or a video clip that I'm going to play later. Don't worry, I'll get into that in the next video section of how to do this because we're already 25 minutes in. And I've only shown you the, the very basics, which is what I want to do is get it to where you could technically start streaming now. The rest of this shit is real easy to figure out. Obviously, you can add colors, you can add text, you can add a display capture and say, okay, well, I want it to capture a display also. We'll just call it display capture, hit add. And now we can see it's capturing my display. Now, if I had, let's say, uh, this open in the background and I leave it maximized I can then come in here to display capture and select well I want other captions I want to do some other stuff I'm going to go in here under Windows 10 you can see the display and if you have a secondary monitor you can choose that you want it to be capturing the secondary monitor which is helpful and handy or you can just select certain windows okay now I don't have any other windows open right now but if I did this would pop up and in here under the display capture option when we hit this settings and repopulate it now it should show you know I can select other things it probably doesn't since I'm recording this there's like 10 things going on right now in this actual display but you can set it for different monitors. You can set it for different things that you've got that aren't priority on the screen. Since I am in the middle of showing you this, it's obviously got this as a priority, but you can come up anytime you want, hit the uh, window, the little eyeball to make it not visible, or you can hit the delete and just delete that out of there altogether. That way you can still keep it manageable without a bunch of crazy stuff in here. We'll go back in here to add. This is where you would add so many other things if you were doing game capture. Uh, like I said, window capture is a, a good one to use also if you're just doing basic windows but you don't want the whole entire screen. That's how you would do that. All kinds of widgets. Here's a chat box. 
you can make your chat visible. If you were to add a chat box and go down here and hit add and add that in, you see it shows up and you can select, well, do you want what theme do you want? I think I'm on Twitch or whatever. I don't know what theme I'm on, but it'll display like this. And you can go through and select different options if you want. And you'll get kind of used to that. But once you've done that, you can see now the chat box is represented by this. Now you can make your chat box bigger or smaller as you need. Now it does scale in accordance or locked fashion. What I mean is as you open and close it, it stays relatively the same. So if you wanted to have it as wide as from my camera all the way over to here, that would make it way too long to fit into the actual thing. But again, right click on it while it's selected, go to transform, edit transform, size here. This one here is the one we're going to edit down. One is the right and left, one is the up and down. Let's make this about 700. Okay, so we'll make it 900. And now you see by doing that, my chat box now fits into the constraints of a cross. And now it's not too far tall to not show in here. That should make perfect sense to everyone. And this is the way you do it. And you can, in your live stream, click on one of these buttons to flip-flop between your different scenes. And you can set up a bunch of scenes. You can have one just for your camera overlay on a website, like I do sometimes when I make it. I have one called Net. And I know that the one called Net is going to be the one that has, one, my camera on it. So we'll hit Video. We'll select add existing source. There's no need to create a different one for each one. We'll make it this size here. And then we're going to select to share this. I really should have my other monitor on but to do this. But anyways, what we would do is we would basically select that. We would come over here into sources and we would add a window capture. And you can select whichever one. I've got Demo Creator running right now that's recording. I've got this. I've got Firefox here. So now you can see it's capturing that Firefox window, which right now is not full screened. But if it was full screened, there we go, it would show up as full screen. Now you can see again, this window capture is much larger than the size of my screen. So while it's selected and highlighted, I'm going to go to transform and I'm going to go to fit to screen, stretch to screen is usually what I use. So now this is capturing that in the background. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. So now I have these three scenes. I've got the start screen, I've got the main camera, and I've got the net screen. And all of these are different ones that I can pop in between. Only two of them have my camera displayed. Whoops, the net when my camera's below the surface, so we'll move it up top. So now I've got these screens I can jump between. So if I go down here to settings real quick, just to show you this, we'll go to hotkeys, and we've got all these different options I don't ever mess with, but here where you see scenes, we've got a couple different options, and I'll hit the drop down for each one. So for net, uh, be careful doing this guys because if you bind it to a key that you use to talk or chat with or hit a lot in the chat 
uh, you're going to hear it's going to switch your screen every time you type in that letter or whatever that corresponding key. So what I'll do is I'll hit um, some of these things I would never use. So let's do this one next to the P for switch to that screen. I'll do this one right next to it to switch to the other screen. And then here to switch to that scene, I'll do the thing that's next to that. So now I've got three keys that I can press that I can switch rapidly between any of my scenes that are corresponding to those key hotkeys. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody, guys. I'm going to let that be the end of this first lesson. There's nothing to hit save on. It auto saves everything. So as long as you don't make a change and instantly close the window, it's totally saved all of your work. Next time you open Streamlabs desktop, it will look just like this with everything in its place and you could hit go live or you could do whatever. Just make sure that you've got all of your settings right um, You know, before you try to go live. Make sure that everything is set right. Make sure that you're uh, down here. If you click on this area of the start bar, you can see up here my settings for my speakers. If I click that once, it brings this up. If I had selected my external speakers right now, it would be pushing the sounds out through my external speakers, creating terrible echo. But you see, I've got Yeti selected. So rather than my real talk, real tech speakers, it's going sound through my Yeti, which is what you want through your, your headphones, whatever they're selected on. But if you're going through your speakers, your microphone's going to pick up that computer sound and it's going to create a bad time for your users. Make sure this is set before you open Streamlabs desktop. Because if you go and open Streamlabs desktop to go live and then you try to fix this shit, uh-uh. It's not going to happen. you got to exit StreamYard's desktop and do this and come back in. And when you do that, it's going to end your stream. It's going to break that stream that it's already got running and it can't get back into it. Or I haven't figured out how to. And I'm decently computer savvy. So anyways, I hope this helps you guys out. I'm gone with John. Let me know if you have comments, questions, or anything like that. Uh, if you do have questions, put them in the comment box. Uh, don't use any crazy words so that, that your comment doesn't get hidden or banned and I can't see it. Um, but yeah, let me know and I'll try to address it in the next stream when we go through the more, mm, we'll say, advanced settings that I'm going to cover with you guys on how to do see, uh, these and set them up. So I'm going with John. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoy this. Hope that you uh, this helps get you off of StreamYard. If that's something you're deciding to do, I don't, you know, I'm not tell you what to do, but um, I've found this to be beneficial. Anyways, we'll see you next time, guys.